Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 488 with Anna Dolce. We can train compassion and we can train hospitality. And first thing we have to do is become hospitality ourselves. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. There is no time to waste in the restaurant business, especially when an opportunity comes up and you need extra capital. Cabbage created a simple, flexible way to get a line of credit of up to $150,000, apply online, and get a decision right away. Withdraw funds when you need them without reapplying. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 small businesses. Get started at cabbage.com slash unstoppable you can get a $50 gift card when you qualify that's cabbage with a k line of credit is subject to credit approval see terms and conditions all cabbage business loans are issued by celtic bank a utah chartered industrial bank member fdic what's sorcery sorcery is ap automation digital invoicing and time and money saved that's Sorcery. Sorcery allows you to streamline and digitize your entire account's payable operation. Digital invoicing backed with human verification will save you countless hours of work and increase AP accuracy. Say goodbye to your file cabinets and enter the digital world. Go to GetSorcery.com. That's G-E-T-S-O-U-R-C-E-R-Y.com or call 1-866-830-0691. And if you mention Restaurant Unstoppable, you will receive 10% off your first three months with no setup fees. And with excitement, allow me to welcome back on the show for a second time, Anna Dolce Anum. Are you feeling unstoppable today? I am so unstoppable, Eric. You can't stop me. <laughs> yes, that is what we like to hear. So entrepreneur since the age of 17, Anna Dolce is a life and business strategist, restaurant and small business expert, writer and speaker. Today, we're here to discuss Anna Dolce's latest TEDx that was delivered earlier this month, only less than 30 days ago, um, titled Service Isn't Same as Hospitality. So I can't wait to dive into this TEDx and the, the, the thoughts you shared during your TEDx. I, I really want to dive in deep. But first, let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you have for us? I have one for you, Eric. It's you know this has become my mantra maybe for last year or two, and I always say it's easy to be heavy and hard to be light. And let me explain what that means. You know, it, it is easy to be frightful, depressed, discouraged because gravity is automatic, right? It will pull you down. But it's much harder to be kind and laugh, to be lighthearted, and give give good reviews and validate others. And there's, there are two reasons for um, why being heavy is so easier for us as human beings. You know, we have more training in being negative. We do, uh, we do it more than being lighthearted or positive, and it's automatic. And the other reason is when we are more judgmental, we're often viewed as more perceptive or smarter or more observant, you know. And so we often use negativity to feel our egos. So, but if you think about it, it's, it's much easier to complain than to laugh. It's easier to yell than to joke. Um, it's easier to be demanding than to be satisfied. So um, that's why I say it's easy to be heavy and much harder to be light. Mm, yeah. And, it, you know, we, that, that energy that we put out can be so powerful and we don't pay enough attention to it. Uh, and whatever that energy is that we're putting out is that energy that we're going to attract onto ourselves. So if you are in the situation where you're noticing you have a lot of negative people, a lot of bad energy around you, you know, you got to check yourself because it's probably because, you know, like, like energies attract. So be conscious Correct. of that energy you're putting out there. Great way. Yeah, to get this and, started. and positivity, you know, it requires humility. That's why it's so hard for us to do because, it requires humility. It re- requires a willingness to be pleased, uh, requires some kind of modesty and even innocence. And sometimes we think, okay, if, if I, I can come across very sentimental or naive or corny, uh, it's an emotional risk, right, to be positive. 
But I, I will say that uh, it also takes a lot of effort. But if we don't do it, it's a risk. But if we don't risk that, we will risk a lot more. And in the restaurant business, you can risk your entire business. Mm, awesome stuff. So I'm super excited for you. Uh, third TEDx delivered earlier this month. Again, the title was Service Isn't the Same as Hospitality. If you guys want to hit pause right now, head over to the show notes. Uh, this is episode 488. So head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 488 or restaurantunstoppable.com slash Anna Dolce. And you'll find Anna's TEDx over there. Both of them. Also, uh, Anna was episode 216. So you can head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 216 if you want to get Anna's story and kind of some of her values and you know really get to know her before uh, picking up where we left off here. So service is not the same as hospitality. Kind of take us through an abbreviated version of the points you were trying to make during this, this TEDx. Sure. So, you know, what prompted me to do this talk, Eric, is that, um, you know, first of all, I live in Miami. And if any of you have spent any time in Miami, you know, it's very touristy. And just from living here, you know, I was going through a day to day, you know, I, I coach restaurant owners, I coach small business owners, and the very common thread and just being in the in the business for over 16, 17 years now, uh, the very common thing that I noticed is there is a lack of hospitality in hospitality industry. You know, we've become so transactional, so matter of fact, so curt, so like we've lost the the simple humanity, you know, and living in Miami doesn't help. You go around here, you're lucky to be even greeted, let alone, you know, acknowledged and greeted, let alone given some type of, you know, personable attention. So um, I wanted to bring this up to the forefront for everyone, not just business owners, because I think it's the fun foundation. It's the fundamentals of why we're in business, right? Um, so I always say, like, we are more pissed than pleased um, after we are handled by customer service or a waiter in the restaurant or or anybody else that's um, in the position of service. So we experience more hostility than hospitality at, at worst. And at best, it's apathetic or they're going through motions. You know, remember your experiences when you go to restaurants. So I just wanted to bring this up because, uh, especially for business owners, you know, uh, the best definition of business I've ever heard was the purpose of business any business is to create experiences that are so compelling that customer uh, loyalty becomes assured. And if you think about that, you know, it's all about creating that genuine real experiences and being so great that people just flock to your business. Mm. It's not about using the tricks and marketing tricks and in online marketing and like, I don't know, all kinds of stuff that we, you know, you can just, drive yourself crazy figuring out all the tricks, but you don't need to do that. If you have the fundamentals down, which yeah. is how are you, how are you treating your people? Right. Are you treating them good enough? So they can't get enough of you and they're just going to come back. It's the oldest, most simplest way to market any you, business. Yeah. You, you said so, during your, your, your talk, you said something that really resonated with me and it's like service by default. We're going through the motions where we're following standard operating procedures, which are good to have, Standard mm-hmm. operating procedures, but we rely way too much on them um, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned something earlier too, and I think you did a good job kind of summarizing in the past two minutes. Uh, we are very transactional today, and I think transactional is what you just described for us. Uh, and it sounds right. like what we need to be is more transformative, where we're actually changing the mood of people. We're, we're adding value, so much value in their life that we're transforming them in that moment. Um, right. It's like you, you want an outcome. It's like, have you ever heard in, in business or any personal development book, you know, they say, if you are after money, only money, you will never get it. But funny enough, like that's what we do. We go straight to the money without realizing that there are a lot of other, um, you know, a lot of other routes we're going to take before we get to the money. We have to take them. Like you have to you have to build rapport. You have to have people like you and trust you and then they will do business with you. But how come in restaurants all we are concerned about is systems and procedures and 
service itself instead of hospitality. And a lot of people confuse service and hospitality. They're not one and the same. And I said that in the talk, that's the main thing I wanted to bring up. You know, service is the acts, tasks, and procedures, which we do with consistency. It's methodical. But hospitality is, is emotional uh, dynamic. You have to be emotionally dynamic to give hospitality. That means you're going to create all these emotions for your customers. You're going to elicit emotions in your people. You can, you know, like I went into the story of going to uh, a, a, an amazing restaurant in Miami. It was a restaurant that was top 50 in all entire world. The chef was top five in all of Latin America. Their menu, molecular gastronomy, and uh, I'm talking to the restaurant audience, so most of you probably know what it is. If not, it's the type of cooking where chefs transform the texture and the taste of food through physics and chemistry. So you have weird foods like uh, transparent ravioli and espresso pasta and sphere-shaped cocktails. And it was such a show. They put on a, such a great show. I felt like I was in a circus, not in a restaurant. But they completely forgot. Uh, and in a circus in a good way. It was, it was a real great show. But they forgot who I was, why I was there, and what, what I really cared about. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people get distracted. They get they get focused on creating the experience, right? And we always talk about restaurant industry. You're not selling food; you're selling the experience. And there's some mm -hmm. truth to that, but I think we focus on the wrong type of experience. The experience. Well, we forget the part of experience. <laughs> is big, biggest part is emotions. Yes. Without emotions, there is no experience. Evoking you know, emotion. You can put me like on the on the yacht and you know take me through Biscayne Bay here in Miami and show me all the villas of millionaires but if i don't care about it it's not going to float my boat yeah. like it's not going to do anything but if that's what i want to see it's going to bring up all the emotions in me that's hospitality now you nailed it mm -hmm. right yep so absolutely. experience is emotions so take us through i think you did a pretty good job uh explaining the difference between the service and hospitality uh take us through uh this experience you had with kiana Sure. So uh, I was in St. Louis, Missouri, in a Union Station hotel, and I was kind of away from home. And St. Louis is not the city for me. I live in Miami. I like the hustle and bustle and skyscrapers. And I was so bored in St. Louis. I couldn't, I couldn't wait to get out. Um, but and what I didn't expect is that um, a server would ever make me cry. So I went to a restaurant lounge, I mean, a breakfast lounge, and I entered the lounge and this lady who was there to serve uh, probably about 30, 40 of us in the lounge at that time, she rushes up to me, she drops everything and rushes to the front door as soon as I entered. She asked me my name, she did the you know small talk, where are you from, why are you here, blah, blah, blah. And just from that like 30 second to a minute experience, I felt like, oh my God, like this lady just, it feels like she welcomed me into her home, you know? So I sat down the entire, in the entire time and this, this didn't stop, you know, she was on me, but what I didn't uh, realize right away is that she wasn't the, she wasn't the server that was serving all 40 people. She, cause she was serving them, even though she had like four or five other girls who were designated servers for each section. And I sat there staring at her the entire time. And at the end, I asked her, I didn't say this in the talk, but I asked her, I said, Kiana, how, where did you develop this? Like, how did you become so hospitable? She's like, it's, it's just in my heart. She's like, it's just who I am, you know? And after that, and I have a picture with her, I took a picture with her and, and my eyes welled up, you know, I literally cried after that because it, it's, it's become so rare nowadays, you know, and what I, what I didn't mention is I was sitting there in the lounge, barely having my breakfast, staring at her. And I was noticing people just the, in the atmosphere she created by acknowledging everyone, being present with every single guest. Who Get she more didn't specific. Even have to serve. Go deeper. And how was she acknowledging people? Give me an example of the things she was doing, the, the words she was using, the emotion she was projecting outwards to help these people transform in that moment. First thing I noticed, Eric, was a sincere, genuine interest in other people. You know, she, she, when she asked me my name, she didn't say, oh, hi, uh, oh, okay, your name is Anna, my name is Kiana. No, 
I said, Anna, she's like, Anna, she's like, how can I forget that? My name is Kiana. So she immediately, she's like, listen, I got you. Like, you're important. I see you. She did that with every person. Mm. And she was, when she was talking to me or someone else, I could notice she was there. Nothing could distract her and take her away. You know, how many times you go to restaurants and a server will talk to you briefly and they can't wait to get away from the table. And it's like, where the F are you going? Like yeah. what else is more important than me? That's what you're thinking when you're a customer. If you're keen to this experience, it drives me up the wall. Yeah. So, this, the timing so, of this, this uh, conversation that we're having is so great because as this is going live a week prior, I had Neen James on the show and she, Oh yeah. I know. You know Neen? Oh yeah. And, we t- broke down her book, uh, intentional attention. And it sounds like what, mm. what, uh, Tiana was doing was, or sorry, Kiana was doing was providing intentional attention. She wasn't just going through the motion. She was being att- intentional, being present 100%. and just connecting and really just taking it to that next level. And, um, you know, some people say we can't train this. I, I think we can, and it's just yes, a matter of teaching people to slow down uh, and to not rush and to go deep, you know, like really be present. Um, sorry, mm-hmm. keep going, keep going. You know, someone said me, uh, someone said to me the other day, um, she said the, the hospitality, um, I like hospitality as a communication strategy. And I said, I said to her, as soon as hospitality becomes a strategy, it's no longer hospitality because you do hospitality regardless of what you get in return. That's hospitality, you know, but it cannot. Yes, it is a strategy. We need to employ it in our business, but you cannot, you cannot do hospitality. You have to be hospitality. Mm. Cannot do hospitality. You must no. Be you do service. You are hospitality. That's the difference between you're, the two, and we confuse it all the time. You're singing to my heart, sister. Uh, one of the things <laughs> I love to say, and one of the things I try to focus here on Restaurant Unstoppable. Before you can do, you must be, and that's really what we're trying to yeah. do here at Restaurant Unstoppable is to make an example of these incredible people to find out who they are, what their values are, and what they're trying to do, and you to really understand it and become that. Be that person, you know, the person that cares, the person that's trying to make a difference in the world. Be that person, and once you can become that person, you develop the habits, the traits, the characteristics, the the uh, all these intangible things. Then you can do. Uh, and I feel like we just focus Absolutely. on the doing. We don't focus on the becoming. Totally. And that's the, that's the beginning. That's how everything is possible. You cannot do and not be. Mm, I love it. Without being. Yeah. Where were we? I got so, so we you're telling the Kiana, Kiana story. Yes. Said, you know, going to what Kiana did that made me cry. And, you know, it made me cry because I, I come from Georgia, as I said in the talk, and I kind of described what the culture of hospitality is in Georgia. It's, it's value Georgia, not the peach state, but the country in Georgia of Georgia and Eastern Europe for everybody that might confuse it. So the culture there is um, hospitality above everything. You know, we have a saying, the guests will never die. You know, a stranger will never die from hunger and guest is from God. And hospitality is valued more than even reputation. It's a social currency there. It's a total obsession. So I think, you know, I was blessed to be able to recognize and exercise that hospitality, um, as you know, as a child and growing up, and that's why I'm able to detect what's going on and observe what's going on and kind of try to, it's, it's my obsession now to lead people to, to the water, so to say, you know, to lead them to the truth, to fundamentals. Yeah. And I, I'm right there with you. I think that there's a fundamental issue with, uh, our culture, uh, mm-hmm. the American culture, United States. And, um, I'm not, you know, a lot of people, you know, will kind of, when I say that they don't, they're, they're, we're very proud people. Right. And, but the truth is, you know, we're, so, we have created a, a, a transactional culture where it's about doing as much as possible in as little time and as cheap in as cheaply as possible. Yeah. Um, we're about efficiency, right? Yeah. But we're not effective. Efficiency so, is not always effective. What do you, what do you think is going on in Georgia <laughs> versus the United States? Why did we get to this place? What do you think is going on? I think the we have in, institutionalized this mindset of uh, performance and results 
and not the performance and results don't matter. They matter a great deal in any country, in any culture to accomplish anything. You need performance and you need to drive results. But we are going straight at it without realizing that there are components that need to be in place for us to be more effective at getting those results. But we, we, you know, the team, no sleep, the culture result, like all that. When, you know, how many times you see on Instagram and on social media, team, no sleep, you know, that's like also drives me up the wall because if you don't sleep, you cannot function. And if you sleep enough, just like you told me in the top of this conversation, Eric, you didn't sleep well last Stupid night. Stupid mosquitoes. You know? <laughs> how, how do you feel now? You don't feel, you know, you, you're not going to feel, you're not going to accomplish as much if you don't get enough sleep. So it's kind of like the simplified example, but we're going straight to performance and results and money without realizing like, no, it's people who are performing people that drive results. It's the emotional connection that creates the financial results. Yeah. And this is where I want to spend most or the remainder of of today's discussion is really uh, (laughs) identifying what you and I believe is wrong with society today um, and what we can do about it. But first we need to take a break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. To be unstoppable, most restaurants require a little extra capital from time to time. It happens, right? Uh, When you need funding to like renovate or buy equipment or manage cash flow, you don't have time to just track down financial statements or wait weeks for a decision. And that is where Cabbage can help. Cabbage gives small businesses access to a line of credit of up to $150,000. And if you apply online, you'll get a decision right away, which is pretty awesome. Since Cabbage is a line of credit, you can take the exact amount you need. You'll never have to reapply to take out additional loans, and you only pay for the funds you use. Yeah, you're impressed, and I haven't even gotten to the impressive part. Cabbage has helped more than 130,000 businesses from every industry with over $4 billion in funding. Like, awesome. Cabbage is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and was named a Forbes Top 100 company not once, but twice. Check out Cabbage at Cabbage with a K dot com slash restaurant unstoppable and you'll get a $50 gift card when you qualify. That's Cabbage, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash restaurant unstoppable. Line of credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions. All Cabbage business loans are issued by Celtic Bank, a Utah chartered industrial bank member FDIC. Everyone loves processing invoice after invoice. It's the best. (laughs) Not really. Just the sight of a filing cabinet is enough to make you sick, right? It doesn't have to be that way. With Sorcery, there's no more manually processing invoices by hand and no more cutting check after check. With Sorcery, you can organize all of your accounts digitally, scan your invoices, and pay your vendors with just one click. It is easy. Sorcery offers fully managed accounts and statements reconciliation, so you no longer spend hours on the phone with your vendors and banks that stinks. You now have the peace of mind knowing your accounts are being taken care of, and you can get back to work doing what you love, running unstoppable restaurants. Go to GetSorcery.com, that's G-E-T-S-O-U-R-C-E-R-Y.com, or call one 800 Six six eight three zero zero six nine one. Mention Restaurant Unstoppable and receive ten percent off your first three months. And say goodbye to your old filing cabinet and hello to the digital world with Sorcery AP Automation. We're back, and I just want to reflect on what you shared with us, Anna or Anna. You were saying that we have become a society that's focused on performance and results uh and i want to compound on that i think a lot of this it's this consumerism uh culture that we live in where we just feel like we need more things and we need to work harder so we can get more things because what we have you know our house our cars our clothes our gadgets are a reflection of who we are and we want to attract onto ourselves uh certain people and we we're very what's the word i guess uh, uh what's the word um vain no what's the word when show off uh, shallow or just you know you know we we, shallow, we yeah. have the our values are the wrong place. yeah um and you know the truth is all those things that we acquire all the money we acquire all it, it's all it's all relative we can have the most money in the world and we will not be happy if we don't have the right people in our lives because if you look at maslow's hierarchy of needs right the most basic needs are food shelter security and 
Mm-hmm. You only need so much money to get those things in today's society. Right. Above that, it's belonging, uh, being a part of something, feeling like you're loved, feeling like you, like you can contribute, feeling like you're growing personally, and then finding your purpose in life is self-actualization and then teaching other people, right? Um, you don't right. need money to do those things, but so many of us never reach that point. Do you want to reflect on that? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, all the things that you just said, you know, being and contributing to others to reach that level, we really have to um, get out of ourselves and stop performing because this is what performance is. You know, a lot of times we perform because we want to be, we want to prove something to someone. You know, a lot, so many, I deal with so many restaurant owners, business owners that I coach and they have this drive. You know, somebody told me, one of my clients told me a couple of weeks ago, he says, I'm so angry at my dad. And believe it or not, as a life coach and business coach, I take people that deep. Like we work on that stuff. And he's like, no, I don't want to work on it because this is what drives me. And that is, I had to explain to him that that is not a healthy drive because you might never be able to prove something to someone. You're going to spend your entire life accumulating things and proving your worth to other people. Essentially, that's where performance comes from, Mm. you know? The competition is not about competition. It's not even about competition with yourself. <laughs> so when we are, it's like a constant hustle. You're going to be in constant competition with yourself and the world and nobody will win at the end. You will lose. So that's who we have become as a society. Yeah. And we create so this, this world. Another thing that we create this world where we, we, have this need for work-life balance like work should be separate from life and i don't know if i necessarily agree with the idea of work-life balance uh and we kind of got mm-hmm. into this with the conversation with neen you need to live intentionally and create the world that you don't feel like you're going to a job every day um you know it, because it, it's every like you you mold this world that that you your ideal world and it's possible it's tough to do um yes but it's possible. But anyway, I don't want to get totally too far possible off, to off do. Like I always say, look at the end of the book, you know, look at what kind of life do you want to end up with? Mm. Like when you are older, what you like, what do you want your life to look like then and in your younger years and then mold your work and your environment according to that. So start from the end of the book and work your way backwards. That's how you create that. And, and work-life balance is, there is balance in itself. Like there is no balance. Can you, like that cup you're drinking right now, Eric, that coffee cup, can you balance it on your hand perfectly? There's no, coffee, it's gonna I'll go, try. <laughs> it might like, be a mess. <laughs> it, 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 you might be able to hold it, but it's going to go from one place to another. It's yeah. going gonna, gonna to move. So there is balance to me is a myth. Mm. You know, you can integrate your life and your business. So life, it's a blend. work-life it's a, integration, it's, yeah. but I don't believe in balance. It's yeah. impossible to balance everything. So one other thing that you, you mentioned during the TEDx talk that I want to really bring to the surface, if I haven't done yet, I may have. Uh, we are human in hospitality is nothing more than managing each other's humanity. So Acknowledging each other's humanity, yeah. Yeah, so um, acknowledging each other's humanity. Thank you. Um, what is humanity in your opinion? So that is a loaded phrase that I close the talk with. And um, essentially, that's what it is. And, and here, let me unpack it. So hospitality is humanity in a way that underneath humanity and hospitality is empathy. And believe it or not, if you, if you, and empathy and sympathy are not the same thing. You know, empathy is, hey, Eric, oh, you telling me, you just told me I didn't sleep well last night. And I'm like, God damn, like I've been there. I know how that feels. You know, that's empathy. Sympathy would be Eric telling me he didn't sleep well last night. And I'll be like, oh yeah, that's too bad. I slept well last night. So sympathy is feeling for you and empathy is feeling with you. Mm, Okay. Right. That's, that's the difference. And underneath hospitality is empathy, but empathy is a learned behavior. The capacity for it is inborn but the behavior can be learned. Yes. Uh, there's a great book out there um, titled Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman, uh, which is mm-hmm. a must read for anybody in this industry. And it really breaks down how the brain works regarding your emotional intelligence. And um, mm-hmm. if you want to learn more about that, that's a great book. But to kind of reflect on what you're saying, um, 
Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, we need to focus more on being human, basically, on the human needs. Uh, in part, and I'm just going to bounce this off you. Let me know what you think. I think part of being human, we, we spent hundreds of thousands of years uh, evolving to function in tight knit closed groups, tribes, like tens of thousands of years, hundreds of thousands of years, basically evolving to function best in these really close knit tribes. And I I feel like we don't really have that today. I feel like everything we try to do is bigger and, you know, uh, look, let's use a franchise, for example. Um, Mm -hmm. That whole process, I feel like of getting the job is very transactional. There's some dude who created or woman who created the uh, the concept and then surrounded themselves with people. And slowly, as they started getting more and more people surrounded by them, they're diluting that human element and it's becoming more and more transactional. Uh, and we don't get that sense of community anymore. We don't. I mean, do you think that's kind of part of why we live in this this transactional society of uh, it's all about how much money I can make and not necessarily about how much of an impact I can make in people's lives? I think we're becoming more awake. And that was my goal with this talk as well. You know, we have access to internet and, and, and other things that we can uh, kind of bring, bring uh, ourselves back. But for a very long time, we've been compounding on that thinking, like, what can I get? You know, the industri- industrial, industrial era, industrialism is what created that mindset and compounded that mindset of let me get things, let me stand out, let me keep up with everybody else. So I think the world is changing now. What do you think? Uh, changing in the right direction, going back to people. Changing realizing, in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. we we are developed slowly, but we're we're developing more awareness, self awareness. Like, okay, what's really gonna get us where we want to go? I think the biggest reason why we got away from this 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 Georgian mentality of hospitality and warmth and caring for each other uh, is because we were marketed to for you know fifty years, sixty years. Uh, and we're constantly told we need to get these things. We need to get these things. This is what your life right. should look like. And um, yeah. our lives, especially American lives, were just so bombarded by these these ads, ads, ads. We need these things. We need these things. We got so far away of what it means to be human. And now we've mm-hmm. we've gone to this point where now we're so. I mean, we fragmented the channels of communication so much with the internet that now no matter it's not who has the the most money gets the message. It's who has the best message gets the attention. And people are choosing where they're getting their influences from now. And now right. people that have good messages like your TEDx, like uh, people like Daniel Goleman sharing us and educating us about emotional intelligence. And really, if you want to be happy, it's not about what you have. It's about how you feel and how you make other people right. feel. And if you can make other people feel good, then you're going to feel good and focus on these things if you truly want to be happy. And we're choosing to give a, to, I'm a, an example of this. Like I have nothing. Like I literally can like live out of my car if I have to. And I'm the happiest I've ever been because I know that I'm impacting lives with thousands of people mm-hmm. and teaching yes. them, you know, and that makes me so happy. Um, I'm on There's a tear right now. This is your time to shine. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, when we, no, that was really good. Um, when we have to make quick decisions, our ability for empathy is dramatically reduced. And this is happening because there is a part of your brain, it's called the, uh, the right uh, super marginal gyrus. And it's, 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 if it doesn't function properly, it are, and when we make quick decisions, it doesn't function properly and our ability to be empathetic is reduced because, and this happens when we live in this fast paced world, right? I tell my clients, let's slow down to speed up. You need to slow down to speed up. So, um, we have to distinguish our own emotions and have the self-awareness in order to be able to recognize each other's emotions and each other's humanity. That's what I mean by that phrase. You know, we're all human and hospitality on a cellular level, if it's a restaurant or anywhere, basically is you recognizing me as another human. That's all it really is. It's, it's helping people feel seen, acknowledged, and important because it's it's what drives us. We all have that. We're wired that way. We can't get away from it. How do we get to that place of uh, emotional maturity and emotional intelligence? And how do we develop those those values? I mean, who's responsible for giving us those values and, and getting us to this place? I think nobody's responsible to give us anything. And we are responsible for our own self-awareness because life can happen to you and you can make decisions based on your past or, and, or you can make decisions based on your future. You know, I always say like, 
we everybody's from dysfunctional family you know we always blame our past like oh i wasn't brought up this way i don't have this i'm this tall i'm this young i'm this whatever um so you're responsible for your own self-awareness and to lead yourself to to the right direction and to grow up from all of that yeah and i agree i got away you. from your question yeah i How agree you- with you the question is who is responsible uh for share or you know uh who is responsible for teaching and providing these values and uh, bringing people mm-hmm. to this point of emotional and emotional maturity and intelligence? Uh, and you said that we are responsible for that ourselves of, of managing that. And I agree with you. We are responsible, mm-hmm. but I do. I don't know if I agree with you saying with saying no one's responsible. I think that we are all responsible as managers, mentors, and owners to transform mm-hmm. the lives of the people we touch. And I think right now we've gotten way too dependent on creating system dependent operations where we don't have to be hands on so we can build more and more and more and more and get more and more and more. And we're focused on Mm -hmm. duplicating, replicating, then actually changing the lives of the people that we, we touch. I think that's one of the reasons why we're at where we are. We are today is there's, there's no transformative relationships. And I think we need to take that responsibility of really changing the people that we, we touch and, and, educating them and teaching them and giving them the books and helping them find direction and giving them that clarity. Um, and then maybe I, I'm sure you kind of, well, I don't want to say, I'm sure you agree with me, but do you agree with me? I do agree with you. And I think as good as we are in creating uh, machines and systems, we can be just as good as creating systems of people who, who are hospitality and who give hospitality. It's all about creating that ecosystem system in your business because it comes down to compassion your compassion and compassion can be trained it can be totally trained and it's innate the skills you know skills can be trained but it is innate in all of us yeah so i agree with you we we have to as much as we focus on systems we need to focus on people and and we don't realize that's what's going to get us the results that we're trying to get through (laughs) systems that's what's going to get us results much, much faster. Yeah. And I want to share a thought with you. We focus on creating systems and operations so we can free ourselves from the day-to-day so we can work on the people uh, and not creating another set of systems and processes, right? That's why exactly. we create those systems and processes so we can free ourselves up so we don't have to be caught in the the day-to-day of it all so we can then just trust and track and, and transform these people and get them to the point where they don't need us anymore. And actually they can go open their own restaurant and guess what? Um, they have your values. They have your systems. They have your mentality. They invest in these people, give them the money. And that's how these great restaurant groups are formed because they, Mm -hmm. people, they get this and they grow like Zingerman's like that, you know, that vertical integration. Um, Man, I'm but you can't up. do that if you don't have compassion, compassion for those people, because if you don't have compassion, you're not going to want somebody to go out and do their own thing and outdo you. There is this competition mindset, you know, mm. but only way you can be compassionate with others is when you're compassionate yeah. with yourself. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why do we get this fear of uh, losing control of if I give them too much information, uh, they're not going to need me and I need to be at the top. I need to be the leader. I need to be the top dog. Why, why do you think that is? Uh, because people don't know what leadership really means. Leadership is about creating leaders, not followers and not codependencies. Uh, leadership is about freeing people to self-actualize and to go after their own dreams. And um, the rapper Drake has a really great line. He's like, there is, um, I don't run out of material. He goes, the professionals don't run out of materials. If you're that great, nobody can steal your ideas. Mm. Nobody can do it better than you do. Mm. So it's such a myth. You know, I a lot of content marketers and podcasters and bloggers, they're like, no, I don't want to give my, my best stuff away. Well, if you don't, you're never going to differentiate yourself and yeah. you're never going to empower people. And that means you're so scared to give it all away because you, you have nothing left. Yeah. I love what you shared with saying uh, freeing people to go out and, and self-actualize. And I think even beyond that, uh, we need to have this mentality of it's our job to guide these people. And I think that uh, as leaders, we, we dole out passion uh, because I think what make, when we become passionate about something, it's because we get recognized for doing something really well. And it's that recognition of, of being of self-actualizing of having purpose that, 
we become addicted to and we're passionate about. It's that reward, yeah. right? Of being good at something. And if you see somebody who's really good at something, who had, who, who potentially has a path, who has a lane, then lean into it, encourage them. Like you're really good at that, that, and you could help them self-actualize. You could help them. You could guide them on that path to self-actualization. Yeah. I always say, you know, as a leader, if you're able to give away credit and take responsibility, you're going to get all the accolades and all the recognition you want that you didn't even, you didn't even dream of. All you have to do is give, take responsibility and give away credit. Mm, I love it. Uh, You mentioned a couple other things during the TEDx talk, uh, things we can do to start leaning towards this in in this direction of a transformative uh, hospitality uh, humanity focused uh, service industry. And uh, that was as uh, our, um, as a consumer, as a guest, we should let people know. Mm-hmm. Do you want to dive into that? Yeah, definitely. You know, I, there, there, anytime we do business with someone, you have an opportunity to help that business uh, get it right. Whatever it is that they, they didn't deliver. Right. And I always say to people, you know, just, just like a couple of nights ago, I was out with my girlfriends and um, two of us agreed that, you know, when something is off, we're going to speak up. And one of them was like, no, you guys speak up and I'm just going to chill here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get involved, but that's not helping anyone. You know, a lot of times businesses make errors and they don't know that they've made errors. How are you helping them if you're not bringing them up. Mm-hmm. And I always say, bring up, don't, don't settle for mediocrity, you know, as a customer, especially in a restaurant, because if you settle on a restaurant level, you want to settle in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not helping you and it's not helping that business because they're not aware of the problem. And if you make them aware of the problem, they, it gives them a chance to correct it. Yeah. But if you don't bring it up, how are they going to correct it? Number one. Yeah, right. Yeah, I love that idea of not settling settling for mediocre mediocrity. Wow, can you say that word for mediocrity? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm right there with you, but I think we should uh, also devote with our dollars if we're going someplace and it it is mediocre. Mediocre. Why can I say mediocre. this? Mediocre. Mediocre. Thank you. you. Can. I cannot say these <laughs> words this morning. Uh, if it is mediocre, then why go back? You know. Uh, you know. Yeah, support the restaurants a that part aren't. of the mediocrity then. Yeah, mediocrity. you know, support the restaurants that do care, who are giving it their all, who might be more expensive because they're sourcing from local farms and uh, paying their people what they're worth and help those people. Make your, make your, like, you really want to compliment somebody, pay them what yeah. they're worth. Yeah, and let people earn your business. You have to earn my business. I'm not just going to give it to you. I might come to your restaurant out of convenience. But guess what? Convenience does not create loyalty. Mm-hmm. What creates loyalty is hospitality and purpose. Mm. This has been a lot of fun. I'm jacked up right now. I'm, I've had my third cup of coffee. I think that's contributing <laughs> to it, but I think it's mostly you in this conversation. Uh, is there anything we haven't touched on uh, that you want to get out? Anything we can do today to kind of fix this problem? We have, we've identified the problem, but I really I think mm-hmm. the purpose of today's conversation is what can we start doing differently to, to move in the right direction as, as a, as an industry, as a, as a culture. Yeah, there is something we can do. And, um, even though service is a skill and hospitality is a spirit, that spirit can be trained because it is deep down inside of us. We all have it. We just, we just forgot about it and we got, we've gotten away. We've, we've got sucked into this consumerism and fast-paced, results-driven, um, performance-driven world. But we can do something about it. Just like a muscle, just like a discipline is something that we can uh, train. We can train compassion and we can train hospitality. And first thing we have to do is uh, become hospitality ourselves. Mm. And we do that by, by three things. We, it's mindfulness. Um, a lot of people, a lot of my clients do it through meditation, but some kind of mindfulness, um, physical activity and, uh, giving back and having this pro social behavior and support and volunteerism. Mm. So more you practice it, bigger it gets and, and more it becomes a part of you. So don't think that, Oh, I have to just, completely forget my own needs and just 
you know, focus on others. You just have to train yourself to take pride in catering to others' needs before you cater to your own. Yes. That's all it is. And you, you, and you build that. You, you do, okay, do one thing today. Do two things tomorrow. And just build on that. Yeah, and you use the word. That's how you train it in your business. You use this word spirit. Right. It's, it's a, how do we develop the spirit and how do you have, how do you, I, mean, I think spirit is energy, right? The spirit that you have is an energy and energy is transferable. So mm-hmm. believe in that spirit, right. And, and work towards that spirit every day and transfer it to other people. And if we're going to make a change, you just do it one person at a time and you bring that one person up to your level. And then that person will have the same effect on two other people. And just focus on going deep and transferring the fewest people around you. And then that's how things spread deeply, right? Do you agree with that? Exactly. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. You know, sometimes we go through our days and we don't realize how big of an effect a simple kindness can do. That's why I started this conversation with, you know, it's easy to be um, um, negative and much much harder to be positive, right? It's easy to be heavy and hard to be light. But we don't realize when you get out of yourself, and give that extra smile, give that extra word of kindness or encouragement to someone else. Many times you'll notice how it really affects them. You know, I live in a, like a, um, in a building in Miami and on like 41st floor and I have an elevator ride. And every time I take the elevator ride, most people will get in and not even look at each other. Like they're into their phones. It's awkward. And uh, usually I'm the one that breaks the ice or says something, maybe not 100% of the time, uh, but pretty close. And I've had some interesting conversations. They're like, oh, my God, nobody ever talks, but you do. You know, believe it or not, small things like that compound and they spread. Oh man, this is like, I feel like it's a whole nother conversation that we can have based off of this, but I, I, I think just to like briefly just touch on it and reflect on what you share with us. Uh, I think over the past uh, nine years or 11 years since like the iPhone, right? When we have screens in our hands, um, we got in away from manners and uh, we've had yes. these, this, our attention is being drawn to these, these tablets, to these screens, and we haven't quite developed new manners new cultural norms to combat uh, these distractions. And I think we need to, I think we really need to start, you know, giving our kids, uh, what's the word manners. Like somebody walks in, somebody is near you, you know, acknowledge them, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, these are manners. Um, Anna, this has been a great conversation. I've I've really loved this and time has gone by real fast. Uh, Any calls to action? How can we connect Uh, any final thoughts before we say goodbye? How do you, how to connect with me or yeah, yeah, the best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn or Instagram. Um, Quickest and best way to connect with me. What else? Any any final thoughts? Any, anything you want to send us away with? Um, Just, just remember that service and hospitality are not one and the same and hospitality when hospitality is delivered, you have to put hospitality ahead of service, just like we have to be before we do. Because when hospitality is being provided, everything else takes care of itself. You know, it has to be your compass. Like it has to be that um, the center. Hospitality is the center post for everything you do. Because if you do provide hospitality, you're going to provide good service. Because hospitality is uh, generous, open-hearted, thoughtful, optimistic. It's all about doing for others what they, how, however they would like to be treated. That's how you're going to treat them. So, but if you're worrying about that, you cannot provide bad service, and therefore you cannot miss on your bottom line. It's going to happen. So, that's why I think hospitality comes first, and everything else follows it. Beautiful. Anna Dolce, thank you so much for coming back on the show for a second time. I have a feeling we will be talking to you again in the future. Thank you, that's Eric. For sure. Thanks for uh, having me. You guys can head over to restaurantunstoppable.com again, 489 or Anna, A-N-N, Dolce, D-O-L-C-E. Uh, and you can find the links to the books and, and um, a summary of the, the, the blah, 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 the discussion, <laughs> a summary of the discussion <laughs> over there and Anna's TEDx will be hosted over there in the show notes. Again, thank you so much. There is thank no you, question. <laughs> you are unstoppable. 
Boo freaking yeah. That was a great conversation with my girl, Anna Dolce. Uh, man, where do we even begin with this one? I think the, the big takeaways, obviously, you know, we're just gotten too detached from humanity. Uh, we're too reliant on systems. Uh, we're too transactional. We need to kind of re- remember what it is that makes us us, right? Uh, what Remember what humanity is, and that's relationships, caring for one, one another, being present, and really just you know, uh, giving an F, right? And when we do give an F, our, our people will notice. Our guests will notice. And also another line that really resonated with me in today's conversation is the idea of you must be before you can do. Uh, and that's what we're here to do, right? We're here to understand how to be. We're here to pick up the values of the most successful people in the industry. And then they're telling us how to do it. But first, you must be. Uh, so really get that clarity on who you are, what your values are. And uh, like Anna mentioned in today's conversation, uh, what's the end look like? Where are you 30, 20 years from now? What's your life look like? Start there. And who do you have to become? What things do you have to do to get there? And uh, odds are somewhere on that list of who you have to be and what you have to do is uh, be more human and uh, care for a whole lot more people not to say you aren't now but like she also said uh those who uh accomplish like the greatest things in life take all of the responsibility and take none of the credit and they really exist to serve everybody else so uh i feel like that is part of what hospitality is too to an extent right so great stuff today like always guys reach out to me eric at restaurantunstoppable.com Twitter and Instagram, Eric Cacciatore, Facebook slash restaurants, unstoppable. Tell me who you want to hear from. Tell me how I can serve you. Also, keep those five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher Radio coming. Don't forget to share this podcast. If you guys want to compliment me, the best way to compliment me is by making sure this podcast gets into the ears of anyone and everyone aspiring to do great things in this industry. And then lastly, guys, I'm taking one-on-one calls. So if you uh, need somebody to talk to, uh, you need a coach, somebody who's spoken to almost 500 successful restaurateurs, dug deep into how they got to where they are today. Uh, maybe you just need somebody to check in with. Like I'm, I'm here for you. I can, if I don't have the answer to your problem, I guarantee you, I know somebody who does guaranteed money back. Uh, set up that one hour chat with me right now. Head over to the show notes. You'll find the banner in the show notes or go over to restaurant unstoppable. There'll be a banner somewhere. I'm sure you'll be able to find it. All right, guys, thank you so much for sticking around this long. I love you all until next time. Peace out.